Welcome to episode 56 of the Self-Care 101 podcast, helping you to crush overwhelm, stay focused and live better with your host, Pooja K. McKaimon. Thank you so much for listening today. So this episode marks one whole year of the Self-Care 101 podcast's existence. It is also my 40th birthday this week. And we're in a global pandemic with the biggest financial crisis since the Great Depression. Now, I have my health, loved ones, some stability with work, and many, many dreams. I think that's the most important bit right there, the dreams. Now, if you think about it, without dreaming, we really are just machines, living to work rather than working to live. I don't know about you, but whenever it's my birthday, I spend about a month of the lead up, especially when it's a milestone one, reflecting on the year gone by. Now, sometimes this fills me with lots of happy moments, but other times much deeper reflection of where I am and who I am now. Now, this year has obviously been even more different, but I'll tell you something for nothing. Dreaming and dreaming big is a game changer. After all, goals are just dreams with deadlines. In this episode, I'm going to talk to the dreamers about how to live a more fulfilling life. So let's get to it. Now, the most important aspects or probably the most dominating aspects of our lives is work and relationships, both romantic and platonic with our friends and family. As human beings, we are hardwired to be social. Human beings are a social species that relies on cooperation to survive and thrive. Understanding how and why cooperation succeeds or fails is integral to solving the many global challenges we face. Now, this crisis has turned everything we know to be true and important completely on its head. Our values have been compromised, who we are, what we're doing. It's all been highlighted. So many of us are waiting for the pandemic to be over so that we can just go back to the way things were. But what if they don't? What if things don't go back to the way things were? And would that be such a bad thing? What if the World Economic Forum's mission to reset the capitalist world goes ahead? What does this mean to you? So let's talk about the Great Reset for a moment. Now you can access this information on the World Economic Forum website. So the context of this Great Reset is this. The COVID-19 crisis and the political, economic and social disruptions it has caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision making. The inconsistencies, inadequacies and contradictions of multiple systems from health and financial to energy and education are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concern for lives, livelihoods and the planet. Leaders find themselves at a historic crossroads, managing short-term pressures against medium and long-term uncertainties. Let's explore that for a minute. It's true, the pandemic has made leaders, the world, countries, sit up and take notice of what's important. Lockdown. Before lockdown was lifted, it was very much only essential workers could do X, Y, and Z. 
all of a sudden, our jobs weren't essential anymore. We thought we were providing something to society through the work that we did, but it turns out, in the grand scheme of things, we weren't. What ended up being the most important? Food. Food and healthcare were the most important aspects of our society. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we don't need insurance companies? Does that mean that we don't need energy companies? Does that mean that we don't need retailers? Does that mean that we don't need to eat out and have meals with our friends and family? Does it mean that we can't go for a dance, a leg shake, a rave? What does it mean? We've obviously looked after our planet during lockdown. We all saw the reports of the, I think it was dolphins coming into the Venice canals and the clear skies, the pollution. I mean, it was something to behold. But what happened when things started to open up? What did you do? Did you book a date with your friends straight away, hop on the train, get on a bus, drive your car? What did you do? Did you undo the great work that actually happened in the world from the lockdown? Or did you contribute to society? Did you do things less? Did you do things differently to what you were doing pre-March? These are big questions to ask. But if you are using this time for reflection, and obviously if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to ask you these questions. What are you doing now? Are you coasting through life right now? Are you just at the peril of what your leader is going to say? If you are at the peril of what your leader is going to say, I would ask you, who's in charge of your life? Now, this doesn't mean that you don't need to work, you don't earn money, you've got bills to pay, houses to live in. I, Of course, those things are factual and They are important to all of us. But who controls what? Are you a sheep? Are you a free thinker? Are you a victim of your own self-doubt? What's holding you back from creating that life that you want to live? If this great reset really goes ahead, critics are talking about how it could be a good thing and how it can be a bad thing. Now, I'm only in it for make this world a better place. If you can do that, I'm all for it. But if it's another opportunity to just change capitalism to make it more bias towards the rich, then no, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. But I still live in this world. I'm still going to be affected by whatever changes happen. But what I can do is change how I live in this world how I can contribute my own reset to this world. And that's, I guess, what I'm asking of you today. How can you contribute to a great reset of your own life? Now, the World Economic Forum goes on to say that this is the opportunity. As we enter a unique window of opportunity to shape the recovery This initiative will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations. 
The direction of national economies, the priorities of societies, the nature of business models and the management of global commons. Drawing from the vision and vast experience and expertise of the leaders engaged across the forum's communities, the Great Reset Initiative has a set of dimensions to build a new social contract that honours the dignity of every human being. Now, when I read that, I feel very much fired up. Something that honours the dignity of every human being. Does that mean that you are going to remove poverty? Does that mean that you are going to remove homelessness? What does it mean? For me, that's what it means. When you say the dignity of every human being, that says to me access to healthcare globally. That says to me access to work, access to money, access to owning owning your own home. That says to me access to the freedom to choose things. That says to me not living in a fear-based society. It excites me. It probably excites a lot of people. But how on earth are they going to do it? And who is it going to affect? Is it going to affect my four-year-old? Is it going to affect my lifetime? I don't know. I mean, you know, if I change a few habits, I've probably got another 50 years left on the planet. Is it going to affect my lifetime? What concerns me about that point <laughs> is the bit where it says the vast expertise of the leaders engaged now. <laughs> Some of us don't have, I would say, the most confident leaders, people that we truly believe in, certainly in the in the UK. Bojo has been quite questionable in his actions. But you know what? He's being advised by other people. We have also got to remember that. Same with Trump. Trump's got a mouth, but, you know, he's also got advisors. There's always something more with the political environment. I mean, when you hear about this opportunity, I am filled with excitement. But can I wait? When's it going to happen? This conversation is happening, I think, in the spring of next year. So it's not even happening now. And that will be the first conversation they have, or so we think. But there's an opportunity here. But then I would go further. Does it mean that? Because one of the things that I have read about is that if you go to this link, actually, at the weforum.org, it will explain the reset in more detail. And I think it's a very valuable read um, that we should all be aware of, essentially. But as you read further, you'll discover that they talk about how lockdown has affected nations, how people have behaved differently, how we have rationed, in essence, food and things that we need, how we have shopped, what we have done with our money, how we are spending, how we are cultivating, what we have missed from a human interaction perspective, and how we have communicated with people in our world, in our lives, how we have worked, what we have done to help the economy. So many things have come into play, which would beg the question, does it mean to have something that honors the dignity of every human being? Does that mean that we now grow our own vegetables? Does it mean that we 
live in a society that where we work from home and everything is online and now everything is in the digital space. And what does that mean for our society? What does that mean for our existence as human beings? If we are a social species and it is the core to our existence, how will isolating ourselves help us? What would be the ramifications? Mental health? Of course, mental health. Relationships? How will you find love in a genuine way? We need to physically be around each other. You know, we have hormones and we have the pheromones and oxytocin and endorphins. These all flow especially well when you have human connection. So how is that going to change? How is that going to affect us? To live a life of purpose is to truly understand what is important to you. When you're on your deathbed, what are you going to regret? Think about this. Right now, whatever you are stressing about, will it matter on your deathbed? Now, when I set goals with clients, we look at the end result or the outcome of the goal and work backwards from there. So for example, it's not just that I want to run my own business as the goal. It's the fact that I want more freedom to affect change. I want a better quality of life. I want time for my relationships with friends, partners, kids. I want to travel. I want to live in the Bahamas for six months of the year. That's the goal. Now, knowing what you know now from this experience of the pandemic, what will you do? to shape your future? What will you do to create your life by design? What will you do to be more fulfilled? The first ugly part of ourselves that we must look at and we must consider is self-doubt, is fear. We're currently in a state of fear, okay? Recent announcements about different alert levels, certain cities going into lockdown again, the potential of another lockdown in other places, cancelling Christmas, cancelling New Year's Eve. I mean, these are all very dramatic statements, but those things aren't cancelled. They are still going ahead. They're just going ahead differently. Now, we don't necessarily like change. Our brains do not like change. Okay. We like comfort. We like complacency. We like negative thoughts. That's how we're wired. I mean, how terrible is that? But we are, that's how we're wired. So if all of this change is affecting us negatively, we have to ask ourselves, what are our self-doubts? What are our fears? Not the global fears. What are our fears? If you are in a career that is not fulfilling, that you are not enjoying, that is not giving you what you want from your work, you have to make the choice to change it or to stay in it, but make the choice and stop whinging. Now, the reason why I say stop whinging is because it's just pointless hot air that you're breathing out every time you whinge. You're not making change. You're just making yourself more miserable. What's the point of that? Is that what you want to remember of yourself when you pass away? Is it? If you've got kids, what kind of legacy do you want to leave for them? What kind of role model are you, are you for them? What kind of role model do you want to be? 
When we're caught up in the doing of being parents, it's very difficult. Believe me, I know. It's very difficult to uphold the visions that we had when we started nesting with the babies in our bellies. I know. I know. It's very hard to live up to that. Right now, my son's pushing back with no. Everything is a no. He also now says he's going to smash my face if I don't let him do something. Now, did I do that to him? Did I make him think that he has to be that aggressive? No. But what is this for me? This is a teachable moment, isn't it? This is a moment for me to either meet him where he is with his mouth or an opportunity for me to show him how to react when he's upset with the consequence of his behavior. And I obviously, with the work that I do, try to be as mindful as I can to parent him well. But I make mistakes. That boy is not perfect, neither am I. And we both can go at it if we're ready. He's only four, but we can. You know, he's a reflection of me, no? Now, being light about it is one thing, but being mindful, we can all do that. We can all be mindful. We can all choose to do things differently. We can choose to feed our kids well. If that means we have to finish work early, then we have to make that choice. It's those things that make for a fulfilling life. You can't just say, I want life a certain way and then do nothing to make that change happen. You can't. That's not life. That's not how it works. You have to make those things happen for yourself and dream, dream big. Like I said in the beginning, dreams are just goals with deadlines. Nope, that was the wrong way around. (laughs) Goals are just dreams with deadlines. That's it. That's it. Dream big. What's stopping you from dreaming? Look, it's my 40th this week. Do you know where I'm supposed to be right now? I'm supposed to be sunning myself in a private villa in Bali with my own little swimming pool, with my husband, with my four-year-old drinking, I don't know, pina coladas and just whiling away two weeks of my life in Bali, in the mountains. Beautiful. That's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. That's where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm not. I won't be this weekend. I could be, but I'm not. Now, I don't want to risk my family's health. Whether you believe in COVID or not, I still don't want to take a risk, an unnecessary risk. I don't want to be quarantined when I come back. I don't want to be stranded in a country. So I'm going to err on the side of caution, but that's my choice. I haven't denied myself the holiday. I've made a conscious decision not to take it. Now, that doesn't mean that my 40th is going to be rubbish. I mean, it's not going to be as great. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be awful. It just means it's going to be different. And how different? I said to my husband the other week, I love you, but I've spent far too much time with you this year. And I'd really just like to spend my birthday with other people. Now he knows me well. (laughs) So he was able to not take offense to that comment. And he understood because he also knows how much I, I guess, thrive in the company of others especially those that I enjoy bouncing off of. He knows how much I thrive. He knows how much different I am if I don't get that connection with my friends or family that I love being around. He knows, but it's not going to happen. I'm going to spend my birthday with him (laughs) and a couple of others. And it's not the ideal scenario, 
but it's going to be brilliant. You know why? Because no matter what, I am still turning 40 on Friday. Can't believe I'm saying that out loud. I am turning 40. And you know what? This time has allowed reflection, of course, birthday reflection, pandemic reflection. And in that reflection, what I've come to learn is that I'm happy, but I'm happy living the life that I'm living. Of course, I want more more money. And of course, I want to travel more. And of course, I want the big house. And of course, I want to live in Spain and things like that. Now, those things can still happen. They just require me to continue doing what I'm doing well, continue being the better version of myself, better than I was yesterday, every single day. That's what I strive for. I have a vision. I want to be on my deathbed talking to my son about, now how can I do this without getting choked up? But I want to be on my deathbed thinking about how hard I worked on my business, how many people I helped through my coaching business, through my podcast, through my blog posts, through my social media posts, through talking to people, through meeting people, through traveling. I want him to know about the beautiful wonders of the world. I want him to know what it is to be in Chile and right at the bottom in Cape Cod. I want him to know what it means to be flying in a helicopter over the Hawaiian volcanoes. I want him to see a whale. I want him to have done all of that with me. Now, if I'm going to make that happen, that requires some work on my part. That requires some change in the way I work, maybe. Maybe I do more remote work so that we can be in Iceland looking at the northern lights of a January whilst I coach clients, you know, in the evenings. I don't know what that looks like right now. But what I know is I want him to remember me. I want him to remember what I did in this world, what I did for him, obviously, but I want him to know what I did for the world, for the community, for the environment, you know? We take for granted that we exist. We take for granted that we live on a planet. We take for granted that we can breathe and we have water and we can live. It's not anybody's fault. We all do it. But if you can take this time to pause, pause with purpose, reflect really, are you being kind to the world that allows you to live? Are you being kind to our ecosystem? This is definitely a reflective time for me. I find it interesting that this is the show that I've put together for this week, actually, because I had something else in mind. But we're all reflecting. I've noticed a lot of conversations I've been having with people has been purpose-driven, has been about fulfillment. All of my new clients are talking about being more fulfilled in their lives. And I love it. This is my favorite type of work to do. How wonderful to help contribute to somebody else's legacy. Oh. It's lush and we can all do our little bit. We all know we can do our little bit, but we've also got to be very honest with ourselves and ask ourselves these difficult questions. Are we actually doing it? Are we actually making a change? Are we actually taking control of the life that we want? Are we? 
Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. To find out more about me, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website, franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.